Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. But Aaron has been on national radio lately. Tune into Sirius XM to check out where Aaron has been. He's on SEC Radio. He's been on ESPNU Radio as well. Go to his social media and listen and see where he will be next. Obviously, he is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler. You, of course, are listening to at Punt and Pass. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And I know you have by now, but please, if you haven't, check out www.puntandpass.com. Our brand new website has been awesome. Been getting a lot of great feedback. Thanks to my wife, Jackie. She put it together. It is beautiful. It's got everywhere that you can listen to our podcasts. Our YouTube channel is right there on the front page. A blog, which I throw out some of my thoughts, usually a couple times a week in the morning. So go read that. And of course, buy some merch. Check out the locker room. It's a great website. Bookmark it. It's where you're going to want to be all college football season long. Got a great episode for you today. Going to touch on a couple of topics. And then later on in the episode, We have a guest, a great guest, one that I hope you stick around for and listen to. His name is Chase Garrett, and he is the founder and CEO of IconSource. What is IconSource? I just read an article about it. I've known Chase for a couple of months now. The article calls it Match.com for Athletes and Brands. That's right. It is a platform for brands to interact directly with athletes to find sponsorship and endorsement opportunities. They've got a lot of pro athlete investors. They did over $300,000 in deals in their first 90 days. And if you listen to Punt and Pass, you know how passionate I am about the impending name, image, and likeness rule change coming in the NCAA next season. Could something like IconSource have implementation in college athletics seems to me like it could we're going to talk with chase about how he started it where he sees it going he's from atlanta he lives in denver now just a really fascinating story and a very very cool platform that everybody should get interested and involved in we're going to talk to chase later on in the episode starting things off though earlier in the week we obviously had murray on tuesday's podcast it was mentioned that maybe just maybe the Big Ten was revisiting their decision to postpone, a.k.a. cancel, the 2020 season. A lot of Twitter sources were out there. Then it started picking up steam that teams were talking amongst one another to create their own sort of round-robin situation 
within the Big Ten to play their own season. Keep in mind, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner and university presidents and chancellors, yes, they had a meeting about a week and a half ago. They came out and said, no fall 2020 college football season in the Big Ten. That's all they said. They didn't tell you what was discussed in the meeting. They didn't talk about publicly how the decision was made. All they said was, there's a lot that we don't know about COVID-19. We're going to postpone the fall and play in the spring. And in the same breath, they said this is for player health and safety. I debunked that on last week's episode saying it's an absolute joke how they can say that this decision is about player health and safety when they want to turn around and play 20 to 24 football games in 12 months. Completely ridiculous. I also talked about how it's impossible from a logistic standpoint, how it's impossible from an academic standpoint. And in the end, it is simply not going to happen. A spring season is not going to happen. It's going to look drastically different if it does. But once again, I highly doubt that it does. Yesterday, Kevin Warren put out a long letter, an extremely long letter, describing how they came to this decision and what played into the fact that they're not going to play football in the Big Ten this fall. Read into it as you will. Of course, they have their talking points, and their talking points are a lot is still unknown about COVID-19. As students come back in the regular student body, could that create more transmission into our student-athlete body? What are the long-term effects? What about this heart condition that people are talking about? How about what's going to happen later on this fall? They simply said, there's too much we don't know, and from a standpoint of player health and safety, they will not play football in the Big Ten this fall, despite some of the rumors that stated earlier this week that there could, in fact, be a reversal, of course, that, of course, no longer happening. What is funny, though, and and I do call it funny at this point, is that last week when they announced no football season in the fall in the Big Ten, we voted on it, the commissioner decided it, the university presidents voted on it, the chancellors voted on it, a couple of Big Ten officials, most notably from Penn State, and from Minnesota, their athletic director said, um, I'm not quite sure there was a vote. Yeah, we were all on the phone call. I don't remember a legitimate vote to decide if we are or are not going to play football this fall. They came out publicly and said that as the media was asking for Kevin Warren for further comment, as the media was asking the Big Ten, how did you come up with this decision? What statistics, what talking points were brought up? Who spoke the loudest? Who really pushed towards making this decide that there would be no football this fall? And, of course, crickets fell on deaf ears. They didn't say anything. To the Pac-12's credit, if you want to give them any, as soon as they made the decision, they gave out all their details, all the descriptions about how they came up with this decision. They won't be playing football this fall. I think we all saw that coming from a mile away. The complete incompetence of leadership and communication starts at the top in the Big Ten, and quite frankly, it is just getting started. Tomorrow morning, on Friday, parents will be in Chicago, peaceful protesting outside of the Big Ten headquarters to say, Big Ten, you are making the wrong decision. Think about that. Justin Fields' petition with over 350,000 signatures on it. Fans, obviously the ones signing that petition, want college football to happen. Parents want their kids to play football. Parents know their kids will be safer, as it's already been proven so far, if they are on campus in their facilities doing what they need to do to slow the spread of the virus and continue 
to play football. The players want to play. The coaches want to coach. Kevin Warren says no. Kevin Warren says no. All right, I wrote about it. I've talked about it. I think it is hypocritical for Kevin Warren to decide whether there was a vote or not, a lot of questioning if there was or not. I think it is hypocritical for Kevin Warren to make the decision for thousands of student-athletes in the Big Ten that they will not be able to compete this fall. Meanwhile, his son is a junior tight end at Mississippi State, started practice, practice this week, getting ready to rock and roll for the Bulldogs this fall. Now, does Kevin Warren have a say in what the SEC does? Of course not. All right, I was listening to 680 The Fan here in Atlanta, good friend of the program and a guy that I have a lot of respect for, John Kincaid, was pushing back on the fact that people are saying Kevin Warren is a hypocrite. He was pushing back saying, this doesn't make any sense. He was calling out Clay Travis saying, Clay Travis just wants to be the next Sean Hannity. How can you fault Kevin Warren for making this decision and bring his son into it? He was saying, and I quote John Kincaid, Kevin Warren's son is a junior. He's 20 years old. He's an adult. He can make his own decision. Kevin Warren doesn't have to make that decision for him. There is your hypocrisy right there, John. And for anybody else who is confused about this, again, I'll preface it with this. Kevin Warren does not have a say in what the SEC does. Kevin Warren's son, being an SEC athlete, as of right now, can make his own decision to play if he wants to, if he feels safe enough. Clearly, he does. He will be playing football this fall at Mississippi State. But Kevin Warren took that choice away from thousands of student-athletes in the Big Ten. He said, you're not competing this fall. We will postpone for the spring of 2021. That is hypocrisy. That is hypocrisy. He's allowing his son to make the decision, but he's not allowing thousands of his own student-athletes in the Big Ten to make the decision for themselves. There's your hypocrisy right there. I don't see what the confusion is. I honestly do not see what the confusion is. It's crazy to me. That in and of itself is crazy to me. Now, should Kevin Warren have thought about, oh my gosh, my son is in the SEC. I'm about to make this decision. I don't think so. I don't think so. But as I've said all along, right now, August 20th, you should allow the student athletes to make the choice. Allow the student athletes to make the choice. The Big Ten did not do that. Kevin Warren's son gets to make his own choice. Kevin Warren is not allowing the student-athletes in the Big Ten to make a choice. That's hypocrisy. That's where I disagree with the decision. Man, a lot of blowback on Kevin Warren, and quite frankly, it's warranted. This is a complete lack of leadership. A complete lack of leadership. And how about this? On the Marty and McGee podcast, an ESPN podcast, Defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan goes off on the decision that Kevin Ward made to postpone the 2020 season. Keep in mind, Aiden Hutchinson is the son of former Michigan All-American and current ER doctor Chris Hutchinson. 
Aiden says his father has seen more than 1,000 COVID-19 patients, and his father disputes the data used by the Big Ten in its decision to postpone the football season. Let me say that again. Current Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson is calling out Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, saying the information he used to make the decision to postpone the Big Ten season is flawed. His source, his own dad, an ER doctor and former All-American at Michigan, Chris Hutchinson. His dad says, hey, I've seen a 1,000, over a 1,000 COVID-19 patients, and I am disputing the data that the Big Ten is putting out in public to make the decision to postpone the season. I mean, it's a dumpster fire. There's no other way around it. University presidents and chancellors are questioning why Kevin Warren said there was a vote when there may not have been a vote. The Big Ten office and Kevin Warren go completely silent for a week when everybody's going, why'd you make this decision? Why make it now? What went into the decision? How did the vote go? What was discussed? Crickets. Yesterday, he puts out a super long letter and says, you know what, guys, I'll be the first one to admit I should have came out and I should have been more clear about how we came to this decision. That's my fault. I take responsibility. Hey, man, shame on you. Shame on you because for you to continue to trot out, hey, listen, we're not canceling. We're postponing to the spring. That's giving false hope to your student athletes. That is not okay. Shame on Kevin Warren. Complete incompetence of leadership. Don't understand why they had to make the decision now. Don't understand why they weren't transparent with the decision. Don't understand why he's not allowing his student-athletes to make the decision whether they want to play or not. Meanwhile, his son gets to make his own decision in the SEC. That's where I stand on this. And I wish, I wish Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State, Minnesota would come out and say, you know what, we're going to do our own thing. Challenge the Big Ten. What are they going to do, kick you out? Speak with your university president. Say, our kids want to play. Our kids are safe. And again, the easiest and the lamest conversation is these are students in college. They're going to go out. You can't trust them to sacrifice their social life. They already do. If Jim Harbaugh went to Michigan and if Ryan Day went to his Ohio State team and said, guys, hey, listen up. We're going to be able to play this fall, but you can't go out Saturdays after the game. Are you in? They would, 95, 99% of them would say yes. They go out once a week. You're asking them to stay in eight, eight nights of this fall. They will to play football. I know that from experience. They will. Wish it would turn around. Looks like it's not going to Big Ten. Not playing football this fall. Kevin Warren doubles down, writes his letter, comes out and says it's his fault. Yeah, no shit. Thanks, buddy. Hope your son plays well this year, though. We'll be watching him, and we'll be reporting on how good he does in the SEC right here on Punt and Pass. Next week, the top 25 rankings come out. That's exciting. Football's right around the corner, people. Four and a half weeks away. Cannot wait. NFL even sooner than that. Football is right around the corner, and the top 25 rankings are coming out. Brett McMurphy from Stadium, done a little bit of work with Brett in my time. 
He says, here's my AP top 25 preseason ballot. Poll comes out Monday. We were told to consider teams whether they play or not. Let me repeat that. We were told to consider teams whether they play or not. That is mind-numbingly stupid. That is maybe one of the dumber things that I've heard in 2020. And as we all know, 2020 has been pretty dumb. So he gives out his top 10. I mean, who cares what teams are on him? Number one, Clemson. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Bama. Number four, Florida. Number five, Oklahoma. Number six, Oregon. Number seven, Penn State. Eight, LSU. Nine, Georgia. Ten, Wisconsin. Okay. Cross out number two, Ohio State. Cross out number six, Oregon. Cross out number seven, Penn State. Cross out number 10, Wisconsin. Do not include Big Ten or Pac-12 or Mountain West or MAC teams in your top 25 if they are not playing football this fall. That is is stupid. So I went on Twitter, at Punt and Pass, be sure to follow me, and I said, hey man, I fixed it for you, and I crossed out every team that he had in his top 25 that of course will not be competing this fall. Because why in the hell would you rank teams that are not competing in the season? Again, mind-numbingly stupid. I got a great tweet from Barry White at BJ White Double Zero, he said, "This is a cancel culture we can all get behind." Amen, Barry. I mean, get this out of my rankings. If you're not playing this fall, get out of my rankings. What a complete waste of time. And why would the AP say consider teams whether they play or not? That does not make any sense. That does not make any sense. I I, I really cannot wait. And they've been silent, and I'll give them credit. They've been patient. I think that's better than saying they've been silent. The college football playoff. I cannot wait till they insert themselves in the discussion once the season gets started. Get out of here, Big Ten. Get out of here, Pac-12. Look, it was your decision. That's totally fine. You don't want to play. Well, guess what? You're not going to be involved in our rankings. Jason Huggins adds, at HugDog18. Appreciate you listening, Jason. Drew, just a reminder... Today's players grew up getting a participation trophy, and keeping score was not as important. If we don't protect their feelings, then it's considered a bad thing. You know what, Jason? You make a great point. So all the Michigan and Ohio State players and Oregon players and Stanford players, we'll keep you in the top 25. You guys can just keep working out this fall. Watch the games on the weekends. Hopefully you don't go to any parties. Hopefully you stay safe on campus. Remember, you got a lot of free time on your hands now. If you played football, it probably wouldn't be that way. I hope you stay safe. Look, we take COVID-19 seriously on the Punt and Pass podcast. That's been well documented. But for you to sit there and say Big Ten and Pac-12 teams should be allowed in the top 25 is a total joke. And Jason, I agree with you 100%. What are we doing? What are we doing? If I was an AP top 25 voter, which of course I am not yet, I would make it a purpose to not include Big Ten and Pac-12 teams, obviously, because that is stupid. Simple as that. Simple as that. Fired up, man. I'm fired up. I love talking about college football. It seems like New storylines get brought up every single day that just make you scratch your head and go, man, what are we doing? What are we doing? 
I don't know, but I know we're getting closer to playing college football, which is the most important thing. You know what else we're getting closer to? A huge rule change in collegiate athletics. Look, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Players should get paid. But they should get paid off their name, image, and likeness. You can't just blanket pay student athletes in the NCAA. It will never work. The university also cannot have money flow through it because too many regulations come into line. Title IX, revenue versus non-revenue sports. How do you split it up? Way too complicated. Bring in name, image, and likeness. Keep the money from outside the universities. Allow brands to identify student athletes that they can then they can then get involved with and help endorse or sponsor products. It seems like that's the wave of the future. Our guest today is a guy named Chase Garrett. He's the founder and CEO of a brand new platform called Icon Source. Look him up online, Icon Source. They did three hundred thousand dollars in deals in their first ninety days. It's a brilliant, brilliant idea. Brands go directly to the athlete. They have a platform to interact. They find out what the athlete is interested in, and then they can engage them and say, hey, would you be interested in this opportunity? Keep an agent out of it. Keep the middleman away. Provide all necessary documentation. Make it easiest on the athlete. They've got multiple pro athlete investors. And I would think there is implementation for this at the college level in the coming months. I'm fired up to talk to Chase. We're all going to learn a lot. Please stick around. Again, his name is Chase Garrett. He's an Atlanta guy, lives in Denver now. He's the founder and CEO of Icon Source. Here he is. Okay, let's welcome in our guest on today's episode of Punt and Pass. Like I told you before, it's the founder and CEO of Icon Source. His name is Chase Garrett. Chase is from the Atlanta area, and Icon Source is a Denver-based online marketplace developed to connect athletes with brands for endorsements, social media ads, and event appearances. They have already worked out deals with a number of professional athletes. It is live right now. Check them out at iconsource.com. And they've done $300,000, over $300,000 worth of deals in just 90 days. Chase is a great guy. We're going to talk about what Icon Source is, and specifically, we're going to dive into how we think this could be implemented in college football, in college sports over the next year or so as the name, image, and likeness rule change is impending. Chase, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Love the show. Um, grew up a, a dog fan my whole life, so um, excited to be a part of it. Absolutely, man. Welcome in and congrats on all your fast success with Icon Source. You're based out of Denver. Like you said, you grew up a dog fan. You're from the Atlanta area. You and I have talked in the past, and it's really fascinating what you're doing with Icon Source. Tell us a little bit of a background on yourself in the sports marketing area and in the professional athlete area and how it led you to this opportunity by creating Icon Source. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, like you said, grew up in the Atlanta area. I raced motocross competitively uh, at a pretty high level to the point to where I just transitioned into being a sports agent for a number of figures in that space that I was just close with after graduating from the University of Central Florida. Um, after that, did some, some marketing at a few different tech companies alongside of working with athletes and then transitioned to work at Red Bull, running their athlete marketing 
program over there. So um, through that time, had a chance to work with agents from all different sports landscapes. Really, we uh, were signing athletes in the NFL to the MLB, basketball, tennis, golf, and then the traditional action sports and Olympic sports that Red Bull's known for. Uh, so I had a really in-depth time through there um, for about seven years. And after a while, I really noticed that there needed to be a evolution in the world of sports marketing. I noticed that working at a billion-dollar brand like Red Bull, we had a seat at the table really in any sport that we wanted to jump into, and everybody jumped at our phone calls. But, but I realized how difficult it was for a new brand, uh, really a brand of any size, but especially a smaller brand, to enter and, and find out how do I get in touch with the right people, who would be a good athlete for me to work with. I don't have any idea of market value or how to leverage them. And, and they, athletes were just never a part of the conversation um, for a lot, of, a lot of the brands out there. And they, these dollars were going into influencers and, and other people that were very easy to get in touch with. So I really took it upon myself to say, what, you know, what's the issue here? How can we develop a marketplace that was much more inviting to drive the 99% of brands of the world into a place to access athletes, which I believe are, are some of the best representatives of brands because they really only work with partners that they believe in or that they use because they earn majority of their dollars on the field during their sport. So they can really uh, work with those partners that, uh, that make a lot of sense. So lost icon source uh, last September. Um, so it's been a little under a year, but it's, it's gone really well so far. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are off to a hot start. As I mentioned, you facilitated over $300,000 in deals in the first 90 days. You guys already have nearly 600 athletes signed up to the platform right now, including Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, everybody in Atlanta knows him. Um, U.S. Women's National Team goalkeeper Hope Solo, Olympic gold medalist Red Gerard, among many others. And you brought up a great point, right? You wanted to create a space and you have created a space for all brands, big or small, to engage directly with the athletes. Look, when I was in the NFL, I was a punter. Those endorsement deals are very few and far between. I get that. But usually how it would happen is that the agencies have relationships with the brands. They ask who might be interested in a specific opportunity. The agencies goes back to the players. Contracts are brought back and forth. A lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted energy, not much new opportunity. With Icon Source, any brand can go on the platform, search for what these athletes are interested in, look up what kind of reach they have on social media, and continue to talk to them directly and work and hammer out a contract right on the platform. It's brilliant. It's genius. It's working already. Let's turn our attention more so towards the college level. How do you think this could be implemented with the impending name, image, and likeness rule change that's supposed to be happening in the next 12 months or so? Yeah, we really, you know, we started this in the professional world because I felt like the sports marketing as a general needed to evolve. Uh, and agents really needed to have a tool to better leverage their portfolio of athletes to a broader group of brands. So uh, that's already been validated in the last 11 months. And so we also believe that with the opening of name, image, and likeness in the college space, that the only possible way to scale that process and regulate it in a way that protects the, the athletes, that protects the new brands that are going to be now engaging with athletes in sports is through a system like ours. Uh, and so we've really built in uh, the ability to 
to give these brands contracts that protect themselves and contracts that protect the student athletes. Payment goes through our platform. I really can't see another way to scale this rapid opening of an entire new business model without using a system like ours that can really protect all parties, advocate the right connections by uh, searching athletes in a local geographic area or searching athletes that have similar likes and interests as the brand. Uh, so we're really excited to be a part of this new movement. No, there's no question. And obviously the name, image, and likeness rule change is impending, but it's in Congress right now. I mean, the House and the Senate are both talking about how they can get sweeping legislation across all 50 states to make sure that individual states don't have different rules because then recruiting will be affected X, Y, and Z. But as they are going through this legislation, the NCAA, don't get it twisted, is pushing back as much as they possibly can. And yes, there will be opportunity for student athletes, but it's going to come with tons of rules and regulations and if you stay up to date or if you listen to the podcast we've gone over it right student athletes can't say hey i'm drew butler georgia punter jake Fromm couldn't say hey i'm jake Fromm, georgia quarterback you couldn't wear the georgia logo um you can't work with specific brands that may have already been working with the universities, the money can't flow through the universities because then Title IX is brought into it. There are so many things that get convoluted in the opportunity at hand, but already, and as things continue to ebb and flow, Icon Source has positioned itself saying, we're taking out the middleman, right? No agent needed because the NCAA has already said you don't have, you can't, you aren't allowed to have an agent negotiate these deals for you. The money is not going through the university. You just said, Chase, the payments are taken care of on the platform, and all the documentation is provided through the platform, which, of course, is IconSource. It's brilliant, and and any student-athlete can sign up for IconSource. It's at no charge to them. They can connect their social media feeds to it. If somebody has a huge YouTube following, let that be known, and the opportunities begin to roll in. This is an involvement of the sports marketing in- industry. And, and you said, hey, we started in the professional athlete space, but this college opportunity has presented itself to you. What do you think the student athletes need the most as everybody is going to be learning on the fly when the green light gets lit? Yeah, you know, um, you know, one of the things I just wanted to, to bring up, we are a tool that that we like to think that is really helpful for sports agents. So we're not trying to cut out the agent, but we can really help directly connect them with the brands that are looking for their athletes. But in college, when agents aren't even able to be in the picture, we want to equip those athletes with the same kind of protection and guidance that they need. Uh, Cause they're going to have so many opportunities that they're just not going to understand how to, how to kind of best leverage and, and protect themselves. So, you know, we think the most important things are, getting a legal document together that protects you, that protects how long somebody can use your name and likeness, protects payment, uh, and can facilitate authentic relationships. So you're not doing deals with brands that that really uh, just don't make sense with your character or what you stand for. We really want to put together relationships that that make a lot of sense because then brands see a lot better return on investment because the audiences actually believe in that engagement. So we really think just having the ability to – scale these connections, protect the individuals on both sides with legal documents, and then uh, handle that seamless payment to make sure 
nobody's extorted or, or kind of left shortchanged are, are really important. Yeah, there, there's no question. And a great article about Icon Source today on 5280.com. The headline nails it, I think. It says Denver's Icon Source is like match.com for athletes and brands. It says it's nearly a year old. The Denver based startup Icon Source's online platform helps businesses big and small make authentic, meaningful connections with athletes. And I know we've kind of twisted it into how could this be implemented at the collegiate level. You and I have talked in the past, and I think a great example is going back to a year ago with Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback. At the beginning of the season, if you're a college football fan, you knew who Joe Burrow was. He had started for LSU the year before. What you didn't know is that he would have one of the greatest college football seasons of all time. His brand, his name, image, and likeness availability and profitability exploded over 12 weeks. Let's look at four weeks in particular, okay? LSU thumped Georgia in the SEC championship game. A week later, he wins the Heisman Trophy. Two weeks after that, they hang 70 points on Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl. Two weeks after that, they thump Clemson in the national championship game. I mean, I think, and based off my experience, Chase, he probably could have made a million dollars in that four-week span just based off sponsorships and endorsements. How would he have been able to do that without being allowed to have an agent at the college level, which the NCAA says? And how would he have been able to manage that among bowl practice, finals, Christmas, the holidays? How is that possible? I think Icon Source is the way of the future for an athlete at the college level to sign up for and pick and choose what he wants to do and how he wants to go about it. Is that kind of the implementation that you see as well? Absolutely. You know, with our platform, brands can search the athletes so that they know the individuals or they just want to find out who's into a similar likes or interest that that brand has. So they can search uh, whatever it is that's important to Joe that's, that's on his profile, connect directly with him, talk about, you know, what their brand category is, make sure that that's available Joe can say, hey, you know, these days I'm free, uh, these categories are open, and, and this is kind of my price point to, to start talking. So, um, And then those deals are actually able to be facilitated through our platform. We provide the contract templates through a wizard uh, that builds that, and then the payment goes directly through us. So Joe doesn't have to disrupt his daily schedule. He can focus on what's important. He can uh, handle his schooling. He can talk, look at what his future is going to be with these deals coming together uh, with with really a, a strong structure around him that, that protects him and helps him really partner with the right with the right brands going forward. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, you know, the ability to have it uh, professionally done and through a trusted and transparent network rather than, you know, X brand sliding into a DM and then forcing the student athlete to get together legal paperwork and make sure they're protected. That just seems like a slippery slope. And Icon Source has quite simply fixed that slippery slope and said, hey, use our platform and we'll make sure everybody's taken care of and we will make sure that your name, image, and likeness is monetized to the highest ability. And don't get it twisted, okay? I know the NCAA is continuing to say this cannot be used as a recruiting tool. Name, image, and likeness cannot be implemented in recruiting. But every single university and every single coach is going to have to communicate to the players and their parents 
We care about your student. We, excuse me. We care about your child. We care about the student athlete. We want to make sure that they have every opportunity and every chance to monetize their brand, their name, image, and likeness while they are at our school. And I think if they partner with Icon Source, that would be a leg up against any other competition because you guys are providing that access to the student athletes on a trusted platform that allows brands to connect to the student athletes in a safe way. So Chase, I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited for y'all's success. Let us know if there's anything that we can do for you guys in the future. I know that all of us and at Punt and Pass and all of our listeners as well will continue to follow what y'all are up to. So thanks so much for your time today and best of luck in the future. Huge shout out to Chase Garrett, founder and CEO of Icon Source, for joining us on today's Punt and Pass episode. Look, I just think it's a really interesting platform. Go check them out, iconsource.com. Follow them on social media. They've already had a ton of success. You know I'm passionate about the impending name, image, and likeness rule change. I think this is a great way to help schools and student-athletes move forward, navigate the NCAA's crazy rules and regulations, and get these kids what they need, which is the ability to monetize their name, image, and likeness. So we will certainly keep tabs on Chase, see how he is able to continue to scale this thing and make a lot of positive impact. Appreciate you listening to us today. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Punt and Pass. Check out puntandpass.com. Follow me at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. Have a safe and healthy weekend. We'll talk to you all next week. See you.